Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 20th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, doing great. Just another Friday. Made it. A little, little midday release. It's actually Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday. <laughs> uh, I still get emails about that where like people were like, I was in a, was in a meeting, boss asked coworkers, like, how are you doing? It's like, well, it's Friday. That's still like that's not that's not relevant. That doesn't answer my question. <laughs> at all. I asked how you were doing. Well, it's Friday, so please keep those anecdotes. Please keep those stories coming. I, I want to, you know, it's my job. I, I'm no longer in tune with the the work office culture as much, and sort of the ticks and inanities that used to amuse me. But but uh, so please keep me up to date on the latest. What's going on in your offices around America? Yeah, I haven't been in an office in a while. I miss it. <laughs> need, need to get back. I might need to start, you know, renting some space in a in a random office. It's just like walk in, post up next to a water cooler, and observing, right? I thought the water cooler doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> you know, my dad texted me, which scared me, which means he listens to this podcast, which I was unaware of, and said he was actually. Standing around the water cooler, talking about our podcast with his coworkers. <laughs> See, I, was like, I guess wa- it happened. Water cooler discussion discussion is not dead. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Uh, sorry for the late release. Just you know, September was always going to be kind of a decompression month for us, right? Well, just conflicting. Set. You were busy during the day. I was busy at night, and uh, nobody, nobody, nobody wanted to hear me babble at midnight. We always usually find a way, but like September, we told ourselves we we're going to decompress a little bit and get back on the horse. So a couple Fridays here, we've been late. It won't be a trend. Um, all right, let's get to it. At the uh, Sanderson, just a quick results check-in. Quick results. Then we'll talk a little mid-am golf. Sanderson, are they in a weather delay right now or are they playing? Think, no, they restarted. A lot, lot of weather on uh, Thursday. Who would have guessed? Which I guess Mississippi is a in September. <laughs> Tom Hoagie opens with a 64. Lee, uh, JT Poston closing in. They're still finishing up the first round as we record this Friday morning. JT Poston is closing in. He's also eight under with a couple holes to go. Just a, It's a very Sanderson leaderboard. Hoagie, Poston, Streb, Percy, Power. Like that is Sanderson distilled. Harris English. Harry, yeah, Harry English is involved. We got uh, Zach Johnson's, you know, looking to make a kaboom. For the he's first time even, in a while. He's tied for low Zach, though. He's with uh, Blair. <laughs> Zach, yeah. He's not even the low Zach. Tied for low Zach. <laughs> um, <laughs> Neiman making another run under par again. Ernie Ellis says he's, he's, he's low Zach, though, with his spelling. With the H. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. All right. Uh, just I, this Wait, is a, What were you saying about Neiman? This is just a real President's Cup boondoggle right now you know you got benny on grio the hitman what is the hitman <laughs> oh my god i didn't see that hitman Hearn is t13 no but you've got a lot of a lot of guys these internationals you got grio neiman and sunjay m carlos are just a lot of international players i wonder what if they- about cameron percy <laughs> i mean i think you'd have to win like three or four in a row <laughs> right I don't know. You know, you. Creo's not on the radar, is he anymore? I, th- I think uh, Lucas uh, Michelle might might be on the radar <laughs> after his mid-am win. What they're they're searching David? for something. 
What do you think David Hearn has to do to make the team? He probably has to kill people. He has to, <laughs> you know, become the hitman he is. <laughs> no, but it sounds like Neiman is squarely, you know, within. He's got to be in. Ill sights. Yeah. That's a, a four pick. Like in the, uh, in the last, you know, 12 weeks, he's probably one of the top 20 players in the world. Right. You got to pick him. Your boy C. Wu playing well. Anderbon Lahiri playing well. Just a lot of options going on here. Um, this is this is all the plan. This is you know go to the Presidents Cup in in December, and all the Americans are going to take time off, and these you know internationals are going to just grind their way to a victory for the first time ever. <laughs> Someone who's not making a, a push for a spot is uh, the Zimbabwean. Uh, legend Green, Brendan DeYoung. <laughs> what did we say he was? New Zealand, he's actually Malaysian. Yeah, Malaysian. I, think... I thought it was Zimbabwean. I should have researched Brendan DeYoung. Brendan can... DeYoung is five over. I researched <laughs> Greg Sanier, <laughs> and I couldn't find anything. The guy has nothing on the internet about him. Yeah, my guy, my guy had the guy I researched, Chase Seifert, had me down a rabbit hole reacquainting myself with the PGA Tour bot. <laughs> Let me just say the bot's writing style is not improving, even with the reps over the last year. <laughs> Put a spotlight on the bot; it, it's getting worse. <laughs> His or her or its writing style is just—it's—it's it's, getting worse it's the like, seo play though is huge for the pga tour so they can sell those ads yeah you know get those <laughs> ads against us get the clicks get the ads you know keep that non-profit status how many clicks are going into the bucket from searching chase seifert <laughs> maybe maybe 100 or 200 a month no, I don't know. I think that's overselling it. So, somebody like, somebody with AdWords planner can go and check and see see what the search volume is on these things. All right. Probably so under the under a thousand bucket for sure. That's a very uh oh my god. They have the Wyndham Rewards graphic already on the leaderboard. Yeah, we gotta get to, that's what they paid for. Hoagie Hoagie is Number two. <laughs> I wonder how long he's going to have that graphic. I mean, I guess he could have it for a month or two. The thing about it, though, is he's projected to move number one, but they show where he is starting is highlighted. Yeah, with the, the big blue WR graphic. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Well, this is our Sanderson coverage, as we've, we've talked all over the place. Um, on the European tour... The BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. John Rahm currently leads as we sit here talking. He is tied with, not leading, but co-leads with Danny Willette. They are 11 Ouellette. under. Willett. Is it Willett? Will- I think it's Willett. I screw that up again? <laughs> Dan- Danny Willett, if he won this week, he might move ahead of Spieth in the rankings. No. Yeah. Is it in play? I think so. Oh, God. A developing storyline we've been, you know. Yeah, you you have mentioned that a couple times. Billy Horschel, good on him. He's in the mix. Why is he playing over there? I don't know. He's he had a lot of uh, positive comments about Wentworth. He loved that he didn't have to hit driver if he didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Will Will is fifty uh, eighth of the world rankings. Wow, good on him getting his game back. Hope yeah. for hope for like a Brendan Todd type, you know. Spieth's 33rd. Imagine a win would get him right in that Spieth zone. Good. Good. Uh, so Rom and Danny Willett lead 11 under. I had to think about that before. Rose, that Rose in the mix. Rosie. Finau. Uh, Horschel, Finau, and Putnam. Three Americans not typically playing over there. All in the top, what is it, five or so? Top mm-hmm. So Great leaderboard. It is a solid leaderboard. It's going to be a good good weekend of coffee golf. Someone who's not on the leaderboard is Roy McIlroy, who opened with a 76, currently in his round as we record this. Under par, uh, but on the wrong side of the cut line in the middle of his second round. He's, um, he's out, outside of uh, live under par land. 
Gets uncomfortable. Oh come on. So they could use they could use uh Doesn't, use him on the weekend, in my opinion. Did you see he he was talking he wouldn't trade seasons with anybody but um Tiger was what he said. Leading up. Really? I missed that. I saw him criticizing the pace of play at the Solheim. Yeah, he said leading up, he said he wouldn't I wouldn't I don't have the exact quotes in front of me, but wouldn't trade seasons with anyone. But it, it it seems like he got infiltrated by that visit with Monahan and Jack about oh. the player of the year. The irony is Jack like What about trade? he wouldn't trade seasons with Shane Lowry? He wouldn't want that win what? in Ireland? What? That's crazy. He wouldn't want that Northern Ireland win at the Open Championship. He wouldn't trade he wouldn't trade his season for that season. That wouldn't trade it for Brooksies. Wouldn't, wouldn't want you know another major. Wow. He wants the three. He wants the the live under par championship. Only Tigers. Yeah. Wow. For the career slam. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. I don't think I believe that at all. But whatever. Um. Okay. Seems like a PR message. PR move. Yeah. So you're excited about coffee golf. Very excited. Hovland's in the mix. I feel like... Hey, don't quote me on this. These scores seem low for Wentworth. Am I wrong? 11 under at the 54 or at the 36 hole mark? It does seem seem low. I don't, I don't know what the you know historical scoring records are. I didn't yeah, look those up before. Definitely don't quote me on that. Yeah. <laughs> but they do seem low. Um, all right. So those are your current results. We don't have the uh, Sioux Falls it hasn't champion kicked door. off yet. It's just 54-hole event. I mean, it's currently starting. There's no. That's like talking about the Wyndham Rewards in week week two. Talking about it at 10 a.m. on first round. Um, other other results while we're checking in. Uh, the mid amateurs. Mid amateur. Uh, we have what was it? Lucas Michelle. Michelle wins first uh, foreign-born player to win the U.S. mid am. Yeah, uh, Melbourne. Uh... Melbourne boy plays out of Metropolitan. Caddies at Royal Melbourne. Rode a hot putter. Took down some some big midam names. Beat Stu in the uh, in the semis. Stu a uh, shotgun start favorite. Twenty twenty five years old. Never never turned pro. So you know, win for amateur golf. Is it a real a real real am- a real amateur one? You wanna you wanna hear something interesting? Again, I cannot verify this at all either. But uh, Twitter user Antipodian Antipodian Reed DMs the Aussie finalists in this year's U.S. Senior Women's Am, the Women's Am winner, and who was uh, Ruffles, and now the Mid Am finalist, eventual winner, have all been or are coached by Melbourne Aussie teaching pro Andrew Pitt. I need to go see Andrew. Great results from a young coach. So not, it's not clear that they all are currently under Andrew, but at one point or another. So that's interesting. A lot of Aussies playing, you know, advancing in these U.S. amateur events. Great, great, uh, great year for Aussies in the USGA events. Um, so any any final thoughts on the mid amateur, the the men's side? I have a thought on the women's side, but um, the. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm happy that Jason Smith didn't win. You know, he could Schultz. be Schultz, Schultz. Schultz. Jason Schultz didn't win. Could be a great Is guy. Smith. He won a web event. Literally won a web event. And he's playing in the mid-amp. Won it. Not just participated. <laughs> he won one of them. Jason Schmidt was a baseball player, I feel like. Pitcher or something. Uh, White Sox. Didn't he pitch for the White Sox? I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, you're, you're, Schultz. you're happy he got vanquished. That's the whole good versus evil that you were like alluding to on Wednesday. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the uh, it, 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 a little bit of good versus evil. That that guy couldn't <laughs> win. How about the stay-at-home dad? He was a reinstated am too. Jason Draney, maybe. Yeah, he's I got had a buddy. Buddy sent me a text that his USGA article on USGA.com read like an onion article. That's not my opinion. I'm just mm-hmm. passing along. You know, every, everybody everybody lives their life however they want. 
you know, I, I can empathize with stay-at-home dads. I would like to be one someday. I'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. But if your kids are in school, that gives you a little time to play golf, practice, right? Drop the kids off at school, <laughs> head over to the golf course, and you got about you got about seven, eight hours before you gotta go pick them back up. Maybe do a run to Costco. There's more involved. Though. Let me just say, as someone who works from home often, there's all sorts of errands you got to do. Um, all right. So, so a win for amateur golf. You're happy with the the result? Very happy. Are Very you okay with it being an international player? It doesn't matter, right? We don't need to be so jingoistic. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They okay. they can come win our event. You know, they should get him in the advisory role in the team room, Presidents Cup, Royal Melbourne caddy. Yeah, I know. Right? They should, he should be doing something for him. I'm and sure Ogilvy will uh, get, him, get him locked in. And then on the women's side, who was it? Ina Kim Shad? Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a, like, a true mid-amateur, right? She was a successful junior golfer, real like super talented junior golfer. Played at Northwestern and then just gave it up. Hadn't played in 11 years. Stopped playing competitive golf. Wanted to be like going to finance after Northwestern or something. Business. Like, tra- you know, moved all around the world, major metro areas. And then like two years ago, like her husband, who's like, I guess, a pretty good handi- uh, a pretty good golfer, low handicap, was playing. And got her back out there. It's 11 years off from golf. And then she wins the women's mid-am. See, that's a great, great mid-am story. That's... <laughs> Pure mid-am. That's mid-am. That's, that's the, mid-am that's golf it. right there. 10 years, 11 years yeah. off to try and make a career in a, something else. Not not trying to make a career in golf. <laughs> right. Playing golf professionally right. and winning web events. Right. The right. Uh, right. She's got style, too. How about the get-up? The high socks? You know, just uh, stylish. In massive history. glasses, right? Yeah, massive glasses. Huge and sunglasses, like the knee-high socks, like a little little bit of flair. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so that's your your bid in. Um, do we want to move on to news? What do you want to do here? We got we got a little bit of news. We can yeah, work. let's do news, and then we can get into Sanye and uh, and Seifert <laughs> and flashback and flashback. We'll th- okay. Um, so Victor Hovland playing over on the European tour. It sounds like he's gunning for a Ryder Cup spot. This isn't really news. More, more of a, a. I saw. I just saw a discussion around this on Twitter. Like he kind of just they just like made him a European Tour member. Really? Well, they're smart. He's probably one of the twenty best players in golf. So I think he did. What? what are, I should have looked this up. Like, what are the what are the qualifications for joining? I think he like declared it in June when he turned pro. Kind of just as a Ryder Cup play. I think the like, well, I think the do? basic qualifications, the very basic. This is not a uh, this is not written in the rules, but the basic qualifications are: can you help us on the Ryder Cup team? And if if so, you can become a member whenever you want. Here's Ben Coley, brilliant English uh, punter and writer. I think is what you call it. Knows this stuff in and out more than anybody. It's very hard to find information on the boundaries of European Tour affiliate membership, but Hovland has just been given it without ever having played a European Tour event professionally and without yet being in the world's top 100. It seems unprecedented. They just want him on the team. So Rahm was given it in 2017, but he was world number 38. and had I don't know. It's interesting. Um. He, so to be fair, he's 101 in the world rankings. <laughs> like, <laughs> being pro for like three months. Like he needs like just he's getting hurt by his lack of starts. You know, if you if you probably like if you took his average of his point rankings, he's probably like a top 25 player. Yeah. You know, it just, it just yeah. It, it, I don't mind it. I I actually don't mind having some gray area here. It just. You know, Pelly being in the room, just pushing a button, like, oh, we'll make which, him which Pelly. I, I almost said Scott, so I just <laughs> said Pelly. Uh, uh, it's a good strategy. Just go with the last name. Yeah. you've never messed that one up. Well, I did. I said Commissioner Pelly, <laughs> being Chief Executive Pelly. I said that on TV. Um, all right. 
So I, I don't know. I think I do like they're just being. Eh, we, this guy's good. He's great. He should be on exactly, our tour. Exactly. Right. Get him on there. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of these rules. <laughs> like with the year with the PGA tour last year, it, he should have been put on the tour. He shouldn't have had to go to Corn Ferry Finals. Right. They should have been like, you know what? We want you in the playoffs. You're in. Right. Hit man's out. Right. Even though he went to Corn Ferry Finals, too. But you get, catch my drift. I got your drift. Um, all right. Uh, other news. It's not really news. See, this We're... is what would happen if there was a true golf czar. Yeah. How great would that be? If you could just, yeah. you know, boot and put people on, boot people off. No exempt, No two, No two-year exemptions. Who would you nominate for that? We need to think about that a little bit more. Come up with some good names. Let's do that as a segment down All the right. line this fall. Best golf star? Yeah. Golf star nominees. Maybe Shackelford. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love Jeff, but uh, that would provide a lot of content. That would be fun. I would, I would support that candidacy. Um, all right. Other news that's Under not really... Chaos. <laughs> Conspiracy theories abound. Um, all right. Uh, do you care that Rory shot 76 and then skipped the media? Media available and didn't talk to the media. This is like a constant thing with these guys. You do know, you care? and then then tweets that you got to watch watch my round on Golf Pass and watch the Japan Skins game, which we'll talk about next. But like, do you care about that? No, I don't. I don't care that much. I it's the problem. I guess like this is like a huge European event and he's the like actually yeah I do have a problem. It's a big <laughs> it's a big European event. It's the premier European event and you're right. the premier European player. You can't do you can't skip media. Tiger never skips media. Maybe he's running hot. I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I think like whatever. We don't need to talk about this. Like the the What's gained and lost by him not doing it might be minimal, but it's just a scary precedent. Like, uh, and not scary. It's just, it's a it's an unfortunate precedent. And, yeah, listen to Carson Daly talk to me right. instead of having you know journalists who week work again week out. On yeah, the game ask questions. And I'm not saying he talks for four and a half minutes yesterday. Anything super valuable is going to come of it, but like it's just the precedent. And um, I I think like Rory is someone who's more thoughtful shouldn't be doing that and but writers you know media is going to be more aggrieved and i'm not sure people in the middle who are neither players nor media give a shit one way or the other that much you know Uh, a golf star could uh fix that yeah like if you don't talk what what would you do would you make it more authoritarian rules about like if you don't do it you can't play the next day or if asked you must answer yeah, and maybe uh, maybe we take away FedEx Cup points. <laughs> there you go. Seems to be something that Rory's interested in. All right, not majors. FedEx <laughs> Cup points. <laughs> More interested in that. Got to got to hit them where it hurts the most. <laughs> His Monahan points. <laughs> the Courier Cup. Um, all right, next bit of news. Japan's skins game is a go. We have Tiger, Rory, Jay Day, and host Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, it will be Monday, uh, October 21st. So Monday, the week of the uh, Zozo Championship. It will be on Golf Channel, it looks like, at midnight, I think. I see. Midnight with the finish kind of under under floodlights, whatever that means, in uh, the last few holes in Japan. Starting 1 p.m. local, um, so that's all set. We had heard a lot of complications about it. We had, you know, seen reports of it, but we heard there were some conflicts and wasn't yet a go. But we're good to go. Monday of Zozo week, we are good to go. This is a big money event in a high profile golf uh, community. You know, yeah, it's like the metropolitan area of Tokyo. I think it's like the biggest in the world, and they're golf nuts. It didn't say where this is going to be. If it's on, so Narashino is the course that's hosting the um, Zozo, but I assume it's not there and somewhere near, nearby. 
I, I don't see a course yet listed. Um, I don't know. It's uh, the, the skins get, you know, the monetary value will increase as you know, the round progresses and there's going to be like these little side challenges and quote surprises. I wonder what the surprises could be. Like what oh, could get interesting. I, here's my question to you for a thing like this, like a, a made for TV event, uh, you know, a small thing. Do you like the skins format? Do you like skins game? Um, I don't. I think the, it's kind of cool when it carries over, you know, because you get like a really high pressure stuff. But it also can be a clunker. Is it high pressure? I don't know what the best format. It would be fun to watch them play like a game of scotch. Yeah, that it would almost be more fun to watch that, like a very high, where like the volatility but then you would you can't have like a set purse right right um right i just i I think skins can get these guys are all so good right and it i don't know it carries over forever i i just i hope hope jason day goes out and shoots like 78 but makes like two eagles (laughs) and and wins like wins 15 of the skins (laughs) Everybody would be so outraged. <laughs> One tie, all tie. I mean, I uh, ideally, I would love to see two man match play with stymies involved as well. Like just two man strategy, irritation with each other. I don't know. I I, I think skins game can get a little a little slow. Is all. I just think that it's really hard to do one group golf full live. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's just not enough going on. Right. Um it's golf is, like it does give golf one feel to play, but you know, like the problem is that they're going to the it's just going to be jammed with commercials and it's just going to there's going to be no flow to it. Yeah. So midnight start time golf channel looks like uh or 11 p.m. whatever, same difference. Uh I yeah, it's fine. I'm glad this is the time to do it. Fourth quarter of the year, there's nothing going on. It, gets, it adds a little juice. Um, this is the laboratory where you experiment with these kind of things. Are there going to be fans? I would imagine, or just what is a select select group of VIPs? I I don't know. They, Japan may have different drone laws too. Maybe you can drone over thousands of people on a golf course. I don't know. That, that's only a question that you would find most pressing. Are there going to be fans? I'd be, you know, more in if there's no fans. <laughs> All right, uh, that's done. That's enough news for me. We'll we'll discuss more skins that week uh, about a month. Um, any other thoughts? Any other news you care? We can move on. We can move on. All right. Fan vote Friday, June. Oh, what about Romo? Romo's going to skip his duties as a, a co-host or as a as the uh, color guy for the no, NFL. No, if he not. does, if he makes no, the cut, no, he's not. He's not making the cut. He'll be there. <laughs> it's, not, it's just it's what, not, what kind of odds do you need to put put twenty bucks on Romo making the cut? It's just not a hypothetical. We need to entertain. What kind but of odds do I need to give article. you? Everybody wrote the article that he's going to skip. <laughs> What what kind of odds do I need to give you for you to wager twenty bucks that he makes the cut? Uh, like eighty five to one. You want to do it? Yeah. All right. I'll do it. I'll do it. Twenty bucks. I mean, you could have said any number, and it probably I probably would have been yeah, like yeah, thousand to one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do it. Eighty five to one. Well, that, I mean, I, okay. <laughs> I'm not paying that out. If that <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> yeah, that's news, I guess. Okay, Fan Vote Friday Junior, which was neither a vote nor happened on fan Friday Junior. Um, so we each gave each other two names, and then we just randomly picked one this morning. It was very informal and off the cuff. We... We're just trying to catch up here at the end of the week. Um, all right, who'd you take? Greg Sanier. From, you didn't go Brendan DeYoung, huh? I'll, I wanted to. He's going to be back, Greg Sanier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanier. 
Very good point. Very good point. Sonier might be back every year in the Sanderson, though. <laughs> He's been dominant in the uh, Gulf States PGA Professional oh, really? Championship. Right. He's won it two years in a row. Last year, he won by nine shots. That's what got him into this. <laughs> Shot 67-68. Won by nine <laughs> really yeah there's what? nothing on the internet about craig sonnier <laughs> i mean i exhausted the google search like i ran out of the page you know when you get to the end and it's like yeah, there yeah. is no more credible yeah. sort like yeah. the the results on the next pages will not be good basically message um Did you uh he's got a headshot though right didn't you yeah. say like- it must be because he played last year or something can, so, can we talk about the first result when I just Google Greg Sonia? Chef. Named executive chef at <laughs> yeah. New Kingfish Restaurant? Is that the same one? It's not no, same. it's not the same one. Okay. He's an assistant pro at Lake Charles Country Club. Not, right. even a, not even a head pro. He doesn't even get the first result in Google? Some chef down in New Orleans gets it? All right. Nobody's covering Greg Sonia's dominance down in the Gulf States. Chef Greg Sonia has a Twitter account. I think we should start tweeting them like good round today. <laughs> Just this unrelated chef. Everybody started tweeting like nice birdie on <laughs> slowly lose his mind. All right, go ahead. So, Tell us about Greg Sonia, the golfer. So he's uh he's plus one right now through his first round. In but uh I, right. I wouldn't really call that in the mix. <laughs> I mean in the mix to make the weekend, not not the top of the leaderboard. He's hundred and thirteenth. All right. He can- <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be right. top 65. Did all you right. see all the outrage about the 65? No. Why? What's people upset? I Why think are they actually too? Bubba was upset. <laughs> so, uh, shocking. You make a change. Or last week he was? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so Wanted to make sure he got his weekend falconry in at the Greenbrier. <laughs> so uh, he uh, he's the, on, on the all-time... Sunbelt Conference golf team. Greg Sonnier. Where, where do you play? Louisiana Lafayette from 96 to 99. Raging Cajuns. You want to know the two most famous members of the all-time Sunbelt golf team are? Oh, man. This is a great question. See, this is how you make something out of nothing when you're given <laughs> no Sonnier results. You, you've worked with one of them. What? You've worked with one of them. Damron? No. Yeah, yeah, really? yeah. Robert He's, Damron, yeah. Central Florida. Wow. All right. There and then go. another one was a, a FedEx Cup uh, playoff sensation. Slocum. Yep. He's wow. Slocum. What? Where'd he go? He went to uh, South Alabama. Okay. And All then right. uh, Patrick Sullivan on the web, Arkansas Literal Rock. Yeah. Good you Twitter know. follow. Yeah. So. So that's uh that's the the famed uh Sanye is with them on the famed all-time men's golf Sun team Sunbelt Sun conference all-time Sunbelt team. So uh he finished Who's deciding that I wonder. All right, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> he finished 17th in the national assistant tourney in 17. I found uh you know What is that? There's assistant pros tourney, there's like a separate for Yeah, assistant, assistant pro. Okay. He hasn't passed his like class A I don't know what's going on. He must be not not hitting the books hard because he's been stuck in assistant pro purgatory for a while. He's just not getting his, his schoolwork done. I would actually love to. <laughs> I would. We should. We should dive into that process a little bit more. Have a pro on. Yeah. Talk All about right. how how you become a head pro. Yeah, the process it's like the class A or whatever. Awesome. Well, there's like the swing surgeon who's like master triple three level whatever the, like the different classes though is something i know nothing about all right so, i know there are uh, a lot of pros that listen to this what he, he played uh he played professional golf after college he was a he was just a uh he was a fixture on the Am- adams tour okay so his okay. best season was uh 2008 he finished 11th on the adams tour money list okay he made 12 of 13 cuts seven top 25s three top 10s including a second, third, and fourth place finish. You know how much did that netted him? 12, 12 events? I'll 12 with, cut, 13 uh, events? I'll go with uh, 65 grand. 
23,000. <laughs> Shit. God. Probably losing money, even though he's 11th on the money right, list. Right, right, right. So right. that's just the nature. That's Greg Sanier. That's all I got. There's literally nothing about him. He's won two consecutive... Um, he won by move. nine shots. Yeah. He's won two consecutive uh, PGA uh, uh, professional championships in the Gulf States, and he's led Lake Charles Country Club to two consecutive um, team championships. Interesting. He's he's yeah. a very he's a great Louisiana player. Steps he, up in competition too. Tiger Woods down there. <laughs> the Tiger Woods is a bayou. Yeah. Um, all right. I chose you. You gave me the option between Wes Roach and Chase Seifert. I think. I hope. I, I put, took a pass on Wes Roach. Well, we'll, I'm sure we'll see him again. Chase Seifert, rookie, rookie this year, turned pro in 2013. Uh, this, this, he's just a, a decorated amateur player coming up. This is from our friend uh, Lucas Trim. DM me this. It's also available publicly everywhere. But thanks to Lucas for alerting me to this. He said, uh, Chase Seifert, quote, was a menace on the Florida amateur scene. He went to Florida State. And he's the only player in the 106-year history of the Florida State Golf Association to win the state amateur, the state open, and the state match play championship in the same year. Wow. Which took place in 2012. Prolific. I mean, Florida... Pretty good players in Florida State Golf Association, right? What year so, was this? 2012. All right. 106-year history. First person. He captured their triple crown, I guess they call it. Florida Open, Florida Amateur, and the Amateur Match Play Team. How could anything be called the triple crown in Florida and not include the gold standard? The minor league golf tour? Par 3 event? No. The trilogy. <laughs> I'm playing the. Tri- I'm gonna play in the trilogy this year. You are. I think so. We'll we'll see about that. Um. Okay. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna reach out to Fountain see if he'll be my partner. He originally went to. I think he went to. What was the name of it? Like Central Alabama Community College or something like that. Yeah, Central Alabama Community College started there. He transferred to FSU, where he was on the same team as Brooks Kepka, Daniel Berger, and Hank Lebiota. Wow, that's four now four PGA Tour pros that we know of. They didn't win the national championship either. No, I don't no. think they even like sniffed it. Lebiota on the tour again. Kepka Berger obviously done damage on the PGA Tour. So that's I mean that's a loaded, loaded team. Um. Seifert, so it took a few years for him to get to the PGA Tour, turned pro in 2013. Um, but kind of like, I mean, it's, it's like the hot, the hot week that you always talk about, right? Getting hot and playing your way through things as opposed to just kind of getting stuck in purgatory. Um, so during the 2016-17, he played three, PG, he played three events via Monday qualifying. Mm-hmm. And he Monday qualified for the Travelers and finished T9. So, so that's like, a, yeah, so that, that gave him enough non-member FedEx Cup points to get him into the finals, the web finals. So last, last year's web finals where he finished 37th on the money list, which gave him full status to this year's web tour, which where he then finished 15th on the money list. 15th on the money list. So it's that kind of like that domino effect, right? Monday qualified, finished well with the Travelers. Gave him enough, you know, FedEx Cup points to get in the web finals where he finished high enough to then have web status this year where he got his card. You know, it's like these these different shots. This is how you get there. He's obviously a talented player. So um, he's he's probably the most famous Florida golfer of all time. What are you talking about? He's the only guy that won the triple crown. Not a lot. of <laughs> Not a lot of personal info on Seifert that I can find. I, I went everywhere. I, I, like I said, I was reading bot articles on his first round at the Sanderson, which was just... Well, was, that's, that's good. We've, we've become the first person to really dig into Chase Seifert. 
When not playing golf, he enjoys fishing and being outdoors, just generally being outdoors. <laughs> like, is that sitting on your porch, drinking beer? Like, let, me, just, let me ask the you. The wide umbrella there. What would, what would you say your interests are? Browns? I could say a lot of things. Podcasting with you <laughs> as an interest. Coaching youth soccer when they allow me to. There's, I got a lot of interest. Uh, I contain multitude, Dandy. Um, I, I like that you, you're saying that one of your big interests is coaching soccer the year you've been removed as coach. <laughs> I was not removed. Come on. I removed myself. For, Anyways. Uh, Leak kicked you out for, you know. So proliferating this, uh, rough play. I was not proliferating. <laughs> I was not kicked out. Uh, all right. Seifert is currently T9 on uh, the rookie rankings, which are completely <laughs> useless. One of them. <laughs> There's like 20 guys who MC all T9. <laughs> but I had to share that nugget. Rob Bolton's rookie rankings. Seifert currently T9. They can't right. give the guy a week off. <laughs> can't give him a couple weeks off on the rookie ranking. ranking. After one event. He's got rookie ranking. <laughs> I might like the rookie rankings more than more than the FedEx Cup. <laughs> uh, and he's got career earnings are four hundred and seventy thousand. <laughs> Any player who has ever been number one in the rookie rankings <laughs> is a prodigy. <laughs> and we can, you know, say that they had a fall from grace if they never reached stardom, superstardom. If, if like if you can't be a tie try on failure if you ever made number one, on no, if you rankings. made number one on the rookie rankings and you don't win multiple majors, your career <laughs> was a failure. You're a tie try. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, he's T nine along with twenty other guys who MC'd at Greenbrier in the rookie rankings. All right, that's it. Four hundred seventy thousand in career earnings. Chase Seifert, guy we'll pay attention to going forward. Triple crown winner. Yeah, that's a good fact. That's a great fact. Uh, all right. Can we get Flashback Friday? What do yeah. you got for us? We're going to t- uh, 2013. First edition of the Peacock Championship. Do people do people know what the origin story of Peacock? I mean, you struggle with your animal identification. And I was wearing my chicken hat, and you called it the, the, my Sanderson hat. You call it, You insinuated that the company Sanderson is out slaughtering peacocks for food consumption. Anyways, so that's why it's a peacock championship, though. What's what happened in twenty thirteen? When I made the the peacock remark, I didn't really know what Sanderson did. You thought was- they, you thought they, you know, raised peacocks and slaughtered <laughs> them for food. No, I didn't know that they were. They made. Lunch meats. Lunch meats. <laughs> All right. What happened in 2013? You don't know? Pete is going to be on your ass. Okay, go ahead. Do you not no. know what happened? Um, you got no guesses? Malnati? No, no. I, don't, I didn't want to relive that. <laughs> uh, 2013. I don't know off the top of my head. Woody Austin. What is... <laughs> 2013? 2013. Four, Six years ago? 49-year-old Woody Austin oh wins God. for the first time since 2007. He beat Cameron Cameron Beckman. Oh, the Cameron zone. Cameron. There you go. And uh, Danny Summerhays with a birdie on the first playoff hole. Woody Austin won a PGA Tour event in 2013? Oh, yeah. Woody That's some Sanderson stuff. Dan Summerhays. A Cameron, one of the many Cameron, like an indistinguishable from the next Cameron, Aussie Cameron, and uh, Woody and, and yeah, Woody Austin. So, so he wins in a playoff. You know, he won four times in his career on the on the PGA Tour. Yeah, three of them were in playoffs. Wow, his playoff record was yeah. three and one. You don't want to see him an extra old. <laughs> no. You know, you see Woody Austin coming to the tee. You draw a number out of a hat to see who goes first. You know you're in trouble. We'll get into the President's Cup, but he was also a <laughs> President's Cup stalwart. Didn't? Li- yeah, I remember that. 
Um, but he, uh, the only playoff he lost was uh, 2003 to Davis Love in the at the Heritage. Oh, okay. One of the one of the three courses that Davis Love made hay at. All right, there we go. Um, so he was kind of just buying his time for the Champions Tour, you know, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So he gets right. the two year exemption, and uh, he actually stopped. Stop playing PGA Tour. He said, I'm going to the Champions Tour, even though he was exemption. Yeah. Wow. Very honorable. He knew he wasn't in his place. So Why is it honorable? He could have played. He, he, hadn't, he hadn't made a cut the entire year until he won. Uh, okay. okay. He, he, until he won this event. Okay. Got so, it. So it was uh, the, um, let me see. So he hadn't made a cut on the season. Um, he talked about how, you know, the most important part of the game was putting, which is not true. So it kind of just changed, shows the changing philosophy yeah. of golf. Which was not true. Um, he was the oldest winner since Fred Funk won in 2007, which I think that was the flashback Friday for the Sony last year, maybe. That sounds right. Um, and the wind, so the wind moved him to 130th in the FedEx Cup. I'll, uh, very similar to Jim Herman this I was year. I say the Jim Herman move. <laughs> so, Barbasol. He finished. Went that, not even. Yeah. Sniff the 125. Although 130, I guess it's close. He, uh, he finished 137th on the year that year. With the win. Yeah. So he made 33 starts in 2014 and 2015, and he notched one top 25. Oh my god! So the next two years, and then when he turned fifty, he just was like, "I'm go, I'm out. I'm going to the Champions Tour." See ya. So let's let's take a ride down JJ Henry memory lane a little bit. Let's commemorate the year. What's he got to do with this? Or J. not just JJ Henry. Woody Austin. Woody Austin. I started thinking about one top twenty-five and thirty-three stars, <laughs> and immediately thought about JJ Henry. Those are JJ Henry numbers. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> Apology accepted. I feel like Woody Austin, JJ Henry, or they could be brothers if That'd you were, cool. you know, creating siblings on the PGA Tour. That's a good point. Very good point. Okay, so he turned pro in '95. <sighs> God, what were you doing in 1995? 1995. I was celebrating Chicago Bulls NBA oh, no, championships. No, no, no. Okay. All right. Yeah. Little, little little pecker. Little Andy. All right. I was probably shooting hoops, you know, thinking I was Jordan in my front yard. <laughs> there you go. Um, I hadn't started golfing yet. Really? Yeah, I started golfing in 96. Okay. So he won Rookie of the Year in 95. Oh, my God. You know who he topped for Rookie of the Year? <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh no, Fred Funk, David Duvall. Oh, uh, that's wow, heady company. That's right? great. Yeah, yeah. So he won the '95 Buick. That's the win that kind of pushed him over the top. Which Buick? Weren't there eight tournaments named Buick? Uh, I, Invitational, I Open. Oh no! All right, go. Ahead. I didn't go that deep. Warwick Hills, I, maybe. We'll I got see. other things to do then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so do you know guess when his next win came? Ninety-five. Next win. Two thousand one? Two thousand four. Oh Buick. my god. <laughs> what? Yeah. He won rookie of the year and then didn't win for nine years? Yeah. Wow. Wonder I bet he was atop the rookie rankings. <laughs> Meanwhile, Duvall might have been, you know, second all this time. Duvall's like a great underdog story, prevailing to have a better career than Woody Austin. From the rookie ranks, from the depths of the rookie rankings to number one in the world? Yeah. There you go. So uh, then he won the 07 St. Jude. That was his other win. So um, he's he's got a couple Buicks, a St. Jude, and a Sanderson. Yeah. There's a couple... Things that Woody Austin... Not exactly big game hunting, if I do say so. <laughs> but go ahead. 
there's a few things Woody Austin is most known for. One of which is uh, hitting himself over the head with the putter. He's got like a times. He, yeah, he's got a best hit, like a greatest hits record. The yeah. putter bending the putter over his head, falling in the pond. <laughs> you got it. He's in his garish shirts, like these ornate shirts. So, yeah. uh, so he got DQ'd for bending the shaft and using it. I'll tell you what, I know that stuff much more than I know his rookie of the year, Buick, Sanderson, St. Jude stuff. But yeah. So, so he got So, so 07, bent- 07 was like his career year. Wins the St. Jude. Okay. And he has his best major finish. 07 PGA finishes runner up to Tiger Woods at Southern Hills. Whoa. And uh he was lampooned. For saying that he outplayed Tiger Woods <laughs> the day that Tiger Woods shot a 63. Do you know what Woody Austin shot that day? This is the day he said he outplayed him? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like 68? What did he shoot? 70. He got beat what? by seven and said he outplayed him. I love that. I love that. I love, that's like the guys coming up the course. is like, you know, it could have been like a, a 71. If not for this, 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 and this, and this. So, he said, I have almost an identical personality in a way that he does, Austin said of Tiger. He always says, I want to be in the last group on Sunday. I want to be there just as much as he does. I went over his round and over my round, and I outplayed him from T to oh green. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seven shots I gave up in one round. A person in my position cannot give that man that much cushion. I don't think anybody plays any better than I do when I'm on. I know that's crazy. This guy's won three times in his career. (laughs) Think about it. I don't think anybody plays any better than I do when I'm on. So you've only been on three times in your life? (laughs) What's Tiger got? Like 12 majors? <laughs> 12 majors at this point. Does? Oh, my God. I know that's crazy, but I can hit any shot anybody in the world can hit. <laughs> but what? It's, that but is patently untrue. That cannot be, that cannot be true. <laughs> but it's hard to do it when you're afraid of it. And that's the fight I have every day. <laughs> what? Say that again. It's hard to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> My connection's bad, and you're laughing too much. Okay, I. So I know that's crazy, but I can hit any shot anybody in the world can hit. Yeah, but it's hard. But it's hard to do when you're afraid of it, and that's the fight I have every day. <laughs> that, I mean. He can't hit like a Dustin Johnson drive. Just uh, he could, but he's afraid to hit it three thirty. <laughs> like you can't hit any shot in the world that anybody else can. Hit. When I talk about irrational confidence, yes. this is like peak irrational confidence. Like I gotta say, one of your pet peeves, an Andy pet peeve, thing that drives him crazy, is when a pro or really like any guy, amateur guy, like a friend of a friend or a friend says like, oh, it was like, it could have been like a 68. You hate when people, like the number was the number. Like you shot, like every, every single round walking That's up the course. Every, every person could say. Everybody in golf is that way. Like, you, you, oh, if I didn't have six three putts, I would have shot. Well, you did. You had six yeah. three putts. Every round you could say that, right? Yes. That's your pet peeve. You know, if I had if I had just picked these lottery numbers, I'd I'd be a yeah. billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> you ate that. So the seventy saying you played just as well. It should have been a sixty three or could have you gave seven shots away. You you just did. So seven yeah. shots worse. This is great. A rational <laughs> So uh, when I'm on anybody nobody can beat me. It's like so only three wins. So he followed it up at the Tour Championship the same year. He said he's just hard to catch. Just the first one. Would have been the first FedEx Cup, right? Tour Championship? Yeah. 2007? Okay. So he goes, he goes, he's not hard to beat if you're playing as well and you're right there. But if you let him get in front of you, 
Like I said, he's hard to catch. Can we talk about that for for a second? That quote. He's not hard to beat if you're playing as well. <laughs> like that would signify. Like what are these? What are these words? Those so, words have- let me put it. Let me put it into context. You know the run that Tiger was on at this point. So one would infer if you're playing as well. Yes, you could beat him. Like, but as well seems like a pretty subjective thing. Go ahead. So Woods had won three of his last four events at this point, and two of them he had come from behind in the final round. Well, not a thing that he did that often or used to. I thought, right? Yeah, come from behind. He's a front runner. He hadn't spit up a lead on the weekend in three years at this point. So this article I pulled this from, I forgot to put it down which where it was from. But it, it, they they said it was reminiscent of the boy from Bratislava's Roy Sabatini's comments, saying that Woods looked beatable as ever. Oh my god! The the week that Woods came from behind to beat Sabatini in the final round of the Lakovia. Sabatini said he looked beatable as ever. Yeah, and then yeah. then Sabatini played each other again uh, at. Firestone and Woods beat him again. <laughs> Didn't he finish like fourth in the FedEx Cup or something? I think seventeen. Yeah. So, like so, some, so a reporter asked uh, uh, Woods about Austin's comments. And oh, the, God. The commentary. So Woods <laughs> apparently looked amused. <laughs> of course. He said, say that again. <laughs> When it that's was a tiger, that's a tiger uh, tick. That's his go-to move when he wants a little more time to think about how he wants to respond, whether he should crush it or be diplomatic. He goes, "Come again, say again, say again." He always makes you repeat the question. Just a little inside inside observation there. I've got. Go ahead. So when it was repeated, Woods finally replied, "I don't know how you answer that one." There you go. So he just totally punted on it. Let, leave it to us to laugh about it. Just dismissed Austin as yeah. not even needing yeah. to. I have 12 majors. <laughs> this, this guy, guy who won the Buick a couple times. <laughs> he had won the St. Jude that year, Saint too. Jude, one in Memphis. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, what, uh, Austin gets on the President's Cup team and has his other, you know, big career moment, as you alluded to oh. earlier. Yeah. So he uh, yep. he was playing a match, and he he got his nickname, his famed nickname, Aquaman, because he <laughs> fell into the pond while hitting a shot. How fame that was! I don't remember that at all. But yeah, <laughs> so he well, takes his shoes off, right? Goes hit ball yeah. like it's on the bank of a pond. Yeah, it was at Royal Montreal. Okay, and he fell fell into the pond on the fourteenth hole. Like not just <laughs> fell, like. <laughs> Face planted. If you're listening to this, you've probably seen the highlight. Just took a just straight face planted right into the water. Nothing was spared. So, amazingly, recovers from falling in the pond. Birdies the last three holes. Oh my god! To have to earn a half in the match. Wow! So the part of the story you don't hear. Birdies the last three. So, Sunday, he wore a snorkel mask walking down the 14th fairway. Oh, that funny little Woody. And, and Jack Nicholas is, is, is uh captain. Captain, and he has a, a quote saying, you know, this week is the week that people will never forget Woody Austin. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but they don't remember the have. They remember <laughs> diving into the pond. Going for a swim. So, um, at the 2015 PGA, Austin was given a four-stroke penalty for having 15 clubs in the back. <laughs> what PGA? 2014? 2015. What was that? Whistling? Whistling straights? Well, how was he in the field? I think it was from the, from the uh, Sanderson win. Oh. Uh. What? I don't know how he got it. 2015 PGA? 2015 PGA. <laughs> so he had, he had a hybrid that he was testing out on the, on the driving range in the past. Oh, so good. 
<laughs> so he missed the cut by one shot. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Wait. So uh, what's the four strokes? Did he? He didn't. I don't know. Did he? Did he realize it like mid round? Like even losing them, and it's. Or is it just four strokes is the max you can take? Correct? It's like, yeah, I think the four. I, so you realize that, I don't know. I, I don't read this it guy that much. had a hell of a career for not winning <laughs> that much. Like, he's got this greatest hits album. So uh, he met his, uh, his uh, wife in Derby, Kansas during the week of a Nike tour event. Okay. When he was playing in, and she was a hairstylist in, in Derby, Kansas. Okay. And the only reason she went to the event was because one of her clients was trying to qualify for the tour. They met, hit it off, start, were dating since, and now they live together in Derby, Kansas. They live in Derby, Kansas? <laughs> yeah. Where is that? Do small you know? small Kansas town. Oh. Um, so, wise move giving up the tour. So he goes to this Champions Tour in 2015, <laughs> and he wins three times. Oh, I thought you were going to say he was complete garbage. Okay. Three of his four Champions Tour wins came in 2015. Wow. Derby, Kansas looks really small. Tiny. South it, of Wichita. Just south of Wichita. All right. And so he wins uh, three times. Yeah. Can I, can I just say the first Google image result for Derby, Kansas on the map is a Dinosaur sculptures? They must have like a, a dinosaur park. Interesting. So right. and he's uh he's in the U's Hall uh Athletic Hall of Fame. So Woody Austin. Miami? In, yeah, he's in there Did with Ed Reed, you know. <laughs> Ray Lewis. <laughs> right next to uh Woody Austin. I would love to know the class he got inducted with. Like it's Will Fork. Woody Austin. <laughs> That's so good. That's great. All right. Uh, I did not know I needed that much on Woody Austin, but I'm really happy I have it, to be honest with you. What are you looking up? I'm it's trying to find the inductees. <laughs> what year was he inducted? Let me find. I honestly, I only thought he did the putter thing, the fall in the pond. I forgot about the four-shot penalties. Uh, just a fantastic deep dive into the career this has got to be okay here we go here we go here we go lampoon um here's the so woody austin yeah ed Contreras, baseball yeah um ken dorsey oh there you go (laughs) brian gilhooley you could say Woody Austin had a better pro career than Ken Dorsey. Oh, actually, no, he wasn't part of this. This I, this got pulled up because of uh, because of Parsons, the who was the golf coach. I think oh, okay. maybe Bob Bob Parsons. No, <laughs> I don't know why this got this was this was bad. So I I don't know. We'll find we'll, we'll find, find we'll find, we'll find update right. on Monday. <laughs> update on Monday. All right. Woody Austin con- uh, content doesn't stop on Friday. <laughs> you have any more? You done? You got I'm any done. more? Nothing else. Great flashback Friday. Those quotes from Southern Hills are incredible. I will take that. I will never forget those. Who knew I needed that? Woody seven Austin. shots. <laughs> I know he beat me by seven, but I played better. I can hit every shot in the world if I wasn't so afraid. <laughs> what? I don't think that's true. All right. Everyone, uh, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. Get after it. Just a perfect, beautiful weather where I am. Seems like it's beautiful most parts of the country. I got a wedding this weekend. Likely heading for a worse for the wear recording. <laughs> <laughs> Likely. Good Saturday slate. Notre Dame and Georgia. Just It's going to be a great weekend. Everyone enjoy, uh, uh, enjoy it. I just what? came across a... Uh, a oh. uh, um, of Woody Austin speaking and booking information. How much they charge him? They tell you. It doesn't doesn't look like it. I, I think wonder if he talks about how you can hit any shot in the world if you have the self confidence <laughs> and not to be afraid. Um, here we go. He got in. Woody Austin. Okay, here's here's Octavia Blue. This is the Miami Hall of Fame class he went in with. 
Okay. Um, Mike Whitman. And okay. then football standouts, Jeff Beagles, what Randall Thrill Hill, and Thrill Casey, Hill. Jo- Casey Jones. All right. All right. So uh, some- as well, baseball standout, Pat Burrell. Oh, sure. The Phillies meathead. Um, okay. And an Olympic diving medalist, Wendy Williams. All right. That's how he got in. So some old school U standouts, the original U standouts. Thrill Hill. All right. Uh, enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. We will talk to you. You know, University of Miami doesn't have a men's golf team now. I was going to, I wanted to ask about that, but we were going on like 30 minute mark of Woody Austin talk. All right. We're done. They don't, they don't have one. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I was going to ask about it, but okay. Enjoy your Fridays. Enjoy your weekends. We will see you on Monday. Talk to you on Monday.